You can just use Caden. Caden. Yeah. Okay. Make it simple. Like, since that's what most people know me as outside of, like, IRL friends, basically. What's IRL? Do people have this thing called life? Right? Weird. I have no clue what that is. The three-dimensional <laughs> world. Wouldn't it be four dimensions because we have touch? True. Fine. <laughs> All right. I will just, uh, oh my God, my cat walked by and it adjust. I have lighting on the floor for like where my LEDs sit. And my oh, did you fuck walked- with the shadows? <laughs> yeah, the shadow just like went by me. And I was like, what the hell was that? <laughs> Surprise. All right. Um, intro now, I guess. Kathy, you can't be in every podcast. I do what I want. Yeah, for real. All right, I'm going to start. Okay. Welcome, guys, to another episode of Unconventional Geek. I almost said gamer there. I guess it works either way. Um, Today... We'll be talking to Caden Vera, who's a Twitch streamer, a YouTuber, a content creator in general. She has a long history of having friends and... I have friends? Have friends. I was trying to think of... I have a history of having friends. Of meeting people online and, or not uh, meeting them online, well, meeting them online and in real life. Creating but then friendships through gaming. Friendships and family. That's the words yes. I was looking for. <laughs> um, those to, we'll go over that. And we'll also talk about the new impacts that the Twitch ads and the removal of categories have had on her stream and what we think might out be the outcome of that. Also, well, if we have time, we'll talk about the micro content creation, you know, like Snapchat. uh, I call it micro content creation because it's not a lot of people don't see it as their main platform, but some do. So like for me, Snapchat, Instagram stories, like Facebook stories, those all feel like micro content um, creations. I know for some people that's like their main content creation, but for me personally, it's not. And then also thoughts on the Twitch creative world and potentially how the pricing, uh, if we think, how you think the pricing is going to be like, <laughs> if it should be raised or lowered, I guess, for all those commissions that people do on Twitch and stuff like that. Um, that's if we get to those, though. Such a long topic list. Yeah, that's why I'm, you know. We'll, we'll cut some of this out if it doesn't make it. <laughs> That's all good. It's all good. All right. So, Kaden, why don't you give a, br- a brief history about yourself, just like you know. So, how long have you been streaming on Twitch? Okay. So, I guess I first created my Twitch for streaming back in 2013-ish, and it was back when we played Destiny 1 a lot together, which is where we know each other. Oh, and, yeah, for those um, who don't know. Yeah, Kaden and I know each other from Destiny One. Yes, we we met. Uh, we were in a, the same clan together on PlayStation. And when I first made my Twitch, it basically was just out of people 
who would be like, hey, I'm at work or I'm in class, like someone streams so I can see what's going on. And so that's where I first started streaming. And then I kind of just slowly started trying to be more consistent with it and make it a little bit more, I guess, professional. Um, and that change didn't really start until maybe a couple of years ago. So, yeah, it's fun. And it's funny because, you know, a lot of people, when you say professional, a lot of people are like Twitch professional, streaming, gaming professional. I mean, it, it, we're in 2018, like but <laughs> we're in 2018, but some people st are still out there trying to are, are yeah. confused by it. Right. <laughs> yeah. I know my parents still don't really understand the whole concept of people that actually make legitimate careers out of it, which I mean, I'm not doing, but yeah. um, I mean, obviously there are plenty of people out there who do. And my parents, I know are still like, I don't, I don't know. That just doesn't sound real or realistic or at all probable and then i'm like this kid named ninja makes like more than i make in a year in like a week <laughs> he makes <laughs> over seven figures <laughs> like it's ridiculous so i mean obviously he's you know one of the very i mean very few but still very few category. but there's still there's still a lot i mean from content creation mm -hmm. in general it, it's a multi-platform type career and you're yeah. constantly always working a lot of people are like are they really working and then it's like well if you knew the type of hours that went into like planning collaborations or trying to find your next deal or just trying to figure out what you're going to be planning i mean for streamers it's a little bit easier because you play the current game that you like or care for at the time but you know that ideally. all changes yeah <laughs> ideally yeah it's, I think that's one thing that people don't realize, too, is streaming and content creation. They're like, oh, well, their job is basically just having fun all day, which it is. But then it also literally is all day. Like the full-time people, they're, you, they may stream only for four hours, but then the rest of that day is spent doing social media work and keeping up to date on that. And then also like editing things and stuff. And there's, there's a lot more work that goes into it behind the scenes that I think people who don't stream or do YouTube or anything like that don't really realize. Yeah. So, it's yeah. fun. It's, but beyond all that, I guess to tie it back in is like the video games bring people together. Uh, obviously, we know each other through Destiny. Um, my husband and I, when we first started dating, we had Halo Night and comic book days. And pretty much most of my close friends now, aside from a few, I've met through either Destiny, Overwatch, or uh, Twitch. So it's uh, a lot of time is spent online now. And so it's you just you form a lot of friendships and relationships that way. Yeah, that's actually how you got into creating your own community with a couple of friends that you ended up playing Overwatch with. So, yep. <laughs> it's so weird. It's well, weird how far it's come. Yeah, I mean, it, it was like, we're going to do this thing. It's it's going to be like a few people. And then like... <laughs> we were like, okay, it's opening night, guys. So let's see, we'll have like, you know, maybe us and two people. Then we, yeah. we got up to like, what, like 40 people the first night oh, or something? It was, I thought it was like maybe 50 more. or something like that. Yeah, it was crazy. I know we're sitting at a little over 100 now. Yeah, it's Which insane. Is, it's a lot. And it's only been basically four months, not quite four months. 
it, so. it, it truly is insane. Yeah. <laughs> how much like a community can bring people together and how much streaming in general can bring people together. People that you don't even really know at the very beginning and you're just like, Oh, new people. Let's chat. <laughs> I think part of what helps it too is because with gaming and stuff like that, you know, that the people that are in there have the same interests generally. And there's a lot of overlapping interests that people have like anime and even music genre music and it just sort of expands yeah. manga whatever yeah <laughs> pets food. the internet loves pets yeah, doggos so just, cats like i think video games act as like a good um sort of launch pad like an icebreaker almost into making friends because it's like oh we're talking about this video game and then as you're talking and playing online just gradually more like regular life conversation seeps in like oh my dogs are here and they're being annoying or I gotta go get groceries and it's like oh what kind of food do you eat or I ordered this food and it just sort of eventually evolves into like an actual like solid friendship some some would even say that like video games are the sports of 2018 in the sense of bringing people together uh you could argue that like how sports are a general topic for most people to talk about or like you know in that niche I guess I mean even some nerds or geeks, whatever we call ourselves, I think uh, it's safe to say that it it's similar in that sense where, oh, we all have a common interest. Like you were saying, I, mm-hmm. I was listening to something and they were talking about how sports, you can generally relate. It, it allows people to just relate and inter- automatically go into that conversation that they have. Yeah, like you go to a football game and it's like, oh, I'm a fan of you know the Cowboys or the Stars and you sit there and you talk about the team. Same thing with video games and then esports now is like me, I'm a huge Overwatch League fan. So that's been a lot. I will say I've found going into like Discord esport communities and then going to like the big esports event they had in Dallas. Um, I had a lot more like conversations with random people about video games and stuff than I do when I go to like sporting events and sit near people, which you either never talk to that person. Or when you do, it's basically just yelling because your team did something either really great or really bad. <laughs> Can you believe it? I know. Can you believe like, it? And then that's all the, the conversation. That? <laughs> that's all yeah, the conversation basically. you end up having for the whole entire event. <laughs> yeah. Whereas at OP Live, like I actually went, I talked with people, a bunch of us from um, OG's Discord were there and we like sat at a table and chilled and chatted a little bit in between like autograph sessions. Um, I talked to one guy there who he's actually in the Foxfire Discord now as well for a while. He was a he was a college student at um, one of the local colleges here, so this is pretty cool. It's a it's a exciting and interesting time, and I, I I'm kind of glad that I was born into the generation that I was born into. Even though I get grouped with millennials, and you know we we make millennials sound that bad, but it's like, are they really that bad, or it's just like a certain we don't group talk of them? About those. <laughs> it's just I mean, those let's, don't count. <laughs> well, let's just be honest. I mean, there if there was the internet around for our parents' generations or like the generations before us, there obviously we would be, have a group, a name for them that we would want to avoid or they would want to avoid as well. Hmm. I mean, that or they just all, you know, Darwinism. Great. And also a hot mess at the same time. (laughs) A little bit of both. (laughs) So, yeah. But yeah, so, I mean, 
So you obviously have had a lot of people come come through into your life from video games, and we've all had discussions that may have led to some friendships even ending, but <laughs> from video games. It, it goes both ways. <laughs> Generally, they come more than they go. Hopefully. Most, mostly, mostly good. Mostly good, though. But that, but that, like, so you've been saying you've been streaming since 2013. Um, wh- what was your growth like toward, like, how how did you feel like when you started to take Twitch a little bit more serious? How did you feel your growth was going? Um, it- for me, it was really slow at first because I didn't really network or do anything. I was just like, I'm just gonna hit stream now and see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> And I think I would have like maybe two or three viewers and they were all from our Destiny clan. <laughs> so it was slow at the beginning. But then once I started actually like going on Twitter more and joining Discord communities and stuff, it, it started to grow more. I hit like that affiliate goal um, about a year ago, a little over a year ago. Yeah. But... That was really nice. <laughs> yeah. So it was it was slow at first, and then I had sort of a boom whenever I hit affiliate. And then ever since then, it's been sort of slow and steady, I guess. It's like I'm, I get maybe a couple new followers a week. It's nothing super crazy. It's still very so. exciting. That goes back to the last podcast where, where I was talking yeah. about getting and that like, follower, that chatter. It's like, yes! <laughs> I feel like when you're such, when it's a small stream and it's a small growth like where mine is right now, it's even more exciting because it's like, oh, yay. It's, it's a truly new face because at this point I recognize most of the names. It's not like the the big streams that have a ton of people and you yeah. kind of lose track of who's who's who and things like that. So It allows you to become a lot closer to your community and get to know them a little bit better so that way when they do come on stream you can ask them like their day or, or like yeah. how was that one thing that you had to go do you know or something like that um, yeah, it's a little it's more personal so there's less people excuse me continue <laughs> oh no no I still my normal babbling I mean <laughs> <laughs> So with that being said, have you noticed anything with the newest like Twitch updates that they where they removed the categories um, or removed the not categories, but communities and tags? Have you noticed anything? See, for me, I, I haven't noticed a huge thing. If anything, I feel like I actually am getting a little bit more traffic now when I actually remember to use the tags. Um because I know I never really use the community tool all that often or the Twitch team tool super often. I would occasionally look to see like if anyone active in one of the communities I was in was streaming to like throw a host at the end of mine. Mm-hmm. That was really it. And then, but with the tags, I was, I kept forgetting to do them when they first switched. But now that I've been doing them more, I feel like I am actually starting to get a little bit more traffic of new people yeah and, and you know that that's a I, I might be a, a little bit biased here but i think twitch just you know they they had a missed opportunity with the communities in the sense that they didn't maximize it to its fullest potential it felt like it was some interns like hey guys look what i created and then they threw it up there had it for all these years and then never really like did anything with it yeah it was sort of kind of like a halfway thought 
idea. It wasn't, it was, it could have been a lot more influential than it was. Yeah, they did, like, they could incorporate, like, events and things like that, like, allow you to, like, add in your Discord and then, like, allow you to set up a calendar, throw community nights. I, I, I like the fact that they brought in, like, that official multi-Twitch type thing that they're doing now. Yeah, or, that they introduced at TwitchCon. Yeah, it was, like, you can, four people can stream on the same stream or something like that in, like, yeah. a four-way view. Which is cool, but it's still like, but a lot of team-based games are like six people. I guess that was focused more towards Fortnite. I guarantee you. That no, had some clearly influence. it was focused to Destiny 2's Crucible, which initially was only four v four only. So <laughs> it was totally Destiny 2. Totally Destiny. what it was, one hundred percent. Not Fortnite, the game that brought the most of their viewers. No, <laughs> definitely not. <laughs> And have you noticed anything with the newest ads? I know as affiliates, we don't see that money that comes in from those ads, but we, I, I've noticed it a lot just like from me trying to watch people. It's been annoying for me, but. See, it hasn't impacted me as a viewer yet because I paid for Prime yearly. So my year Prime hasn't renewed. So I still have the ad free when I watch Twitch. Um, But, well, you know what? Actually, I think now that I think about it, Oh, I know, because no, I'm not subbed to the people that I just pulled up and it didn't show ads. So, um, maybe, maybe it's just me. Maybe that it actually hasn't been initiated. Yeah. Well, no, no, I think it has, it has. Um, but I just don't have to deal with it still because I have it on the yearly renewal. Mm -hmm. So once my year renewal of Prime happens, then I'll start seeing ads like everyone else's. Yeah. Um, so I think it's a good idea. I think in the long run, it'll it'll work out for the streamers because it's just a further incentive for people to actually subscribe to the streamer um, instead of just relying on, oh, Amazon Prime means I don't ever have to watch an ad ever regardless of whether or not I'm subscribed to that person. So, so I think that'll be nice. I know it also impacted like the, the actual Prime subs, which sucks. Depending yeah. on how that streamer has their ads set up, I guess I don't. I don't know. I, I think that's a more of a partner thing. Yeah, I was gonna say I didn't even know I could change how my ads were set up. To be yeah, honest, I think I think that's a partner thing. Um, but yeah, so for me, I haven't had to deal with it as a viewer, um, but I do think as a streamer, it's a good thing in the long run. Yeah, I think it might be like you're saying. I think right now that it for me as a viewer it's annoying because I pull up multiple streams and it's it's like if I'm still being like slightly indecisive on what stream I want to watch, it's like I pull up a few people that I normally watch and I go, "Okay, which one do I want to watch tonight?" But then mm -hmm. I have to like wait through 30 second ads on every tab. And it's just like it feels it's a little frustrating to be honest. Uh, this is just me as a viewer who's very indecisive and can never pick just one thing for a long period of time unless I'm binging a Netflix show. So <laughs> See, for me, it doesn't bother me, but that's also just sort of my thing. Cause normally if I have a stream up for the most part, I'm subbed to the people that I watch frequently. And then outside of that, I don't know, the ads don't really bother me. Like if there's an ad, I'm like, okay, that's 30 seconds for me to do something with the dogs or watch 
a funny clip on YouTube. I don't know. <laughs> Check the Discord or something like Check that. Check the Discord. Yeah, like, like okay. You, you also compared to me. I have a, I have a slight case of ADD. I mean, you're you're a bit a bit more, f- not focusable. You're able to focus more than I can. Well, I'm a type A, too. So there's that. And so, I guess that that kind of like so I. I haven't streamed enough, obviously, like continuously to see the impact of uh, the removal of communities. What? Um, I know. Um, I've had way too many ideas these past like four or five months and what? No, it's only been like three months since they removed really? it. Yeah, I think it's like three months. Oh. I don't know. I have to do some research into when TwitchCon was because I can't remember. <laughs> I don't know. It's it's such a blur for me. Not, what is time? Time is a is a lie. That's what it is. Time is a constant. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, so you we we talked a little bit already about how you've noticed that once you started using Twitter more, um, a thought came into my head when when you said that you started using Twitter more and talking more in the Discord communities. Which one? seems to have helped the most bring more stri- uh, viewers into your stream Ooh, um discord communities um and actually not just joining them but actually taking the time to talk in them and interact with people um that tim for me has brought in the most people like i've noticed a few people came in from um the gamer blends coffee which I recently joined, um, and I've seen a few, I've recognized a few faces from there, or, you know. Yeah. Handles. Yeah, <laughs> handles faces. or whatever um, they identify yeah. themselves. And then, like, uh, also with um, even other Twitch uh, streamer discords, um, I know a couple of my more consistent, like, viewers are from a fellow streamer, Canadian, who I joined his Discord way back when because he was, um, at the time, he was doing a lot of Arisa and Zarya VOD reviews for Overwatch, which is what I was trying to learn. Mm-hmm. Um, so I joined his Discord out of that and talked in there a lot. And so. Off of the boat. Yeah. Shit. Patrick's having some destiny issues. <laughs> it's Patrick, but, though. He never has destiny issues. I mean, I mean he's in Crucible. Mm. So, but um, yeah, I will say that networking in Discord um, definitely has, I've seen that have more of an impact on people actually coming to my streams versus shouting out to the Twitter abyss. Mm-hmm. Um, but I know that's also like feasibly not an option for people to do because that takes time. <laughs> yeah. And well, with Twitter, I will say, that I know a lot of like the new streamers are always tempted to use like the retweet bots. I know I did at the beginning. Um, they do nothing except retweet things to an abyss. And sometimes it's so delayed because it's a bot that by the time it retweets it, you're not even streaming anymore. It's like 24 hours later. I've so, had that happen before. It's like yeah. such and such retweet your tweet. And I'm going, oh, well, I didn't like, even awesome. tag anyone like two else. two days but, ago. Okay. Thanks. <laughs> so... Yeah, that's that's one thing. Um, I know it ma- like it. It makes sense to tag those bots and get the retweets because you think you know retweet good, but 
it's kind of one of the things that's honestly just a waste of time. And apparently the way that twi Twitter algorithms work, it actually hurts your tweet, like viewing on the newsfeed, I guess. I don't know. I've read that a few hmm. times. So it's one of those, It's there's like a balance to it. Like if you do too many um, hashtags or mentions, it kind of like sort of suffocates your your tweets like impressions or whatever. So be careful and choose wisely with what you <laughs> tag. <laughs> Make it worth it. Sorry, I had a cat yeah. jump into my lap like five times while you were talking and I'm trying to like focus. What? Nonsense. <laughs> Um, so yeah. So, but that's I had that's a thought. My thought on that. <laughs> yeah, I've um, I've I've been listening to um, a couple books on like just social media and how to use it towards you know your advantage, right? And like how to capitalize. Yeah, on it. capitalize. Yeah. And a lot of the books were like they were saying you had to spend at least like a good four to six hours on Twitter talking in other conversations, you know, that help. That that are in the same category as what you're that trying makes, to brand, yeah, yeah, and it and and that makes sense to us. But I guess that could also. Do you spend four to six hours on Twitter? Nope. You spend four to six hours easily on Discord, though. So that's yep. It 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 goes. That's and that's where I put mine. I I spend more time on Discord than I do on Twitter. So that so it's, there's some clarifying, uh, yeah, pieces of information. Just because I know that. I I definitely spend a lot more time on Discord, and I generally see faces from Discords either from other people or from my own or from Foxfire that yeah, pop into you my get stream. what you put out. Yeah, and it it really all is just like a time game. There is no overnight success. People are like, oh, they're an overnight success. Well, only to the general public, you know. So it's like, like Ninja was streaming for like what five seven years before. He actually became... He, like, Uber yeah. exploded and yeah. is the face of Twitch now. <laughs> and it's basically, like, the one of... The, probably one of the most successful rebrandings on Twitch, right? So... Probably. That... Definitely could be argued, like, for that. Do you find doing, like, micro content creation, like, behind the scenes or anything like that on Instagram or Snapchat, like, help... Uh, interact Helps you interact with your viewers or, like, brings them or whatnot like have you ever had anyone say that they're from your instagram or whatnot i've had i think literally like two people ever come into stream like i'm here from instagram or twitter or whatever yeah but i've also have people on instagram that i don't that interact with me on instagram but not on twitch or youtube so but that also, I think, goes back because I used to do cosplay, which is what my Instagram initially was. Um, so it's kind of, it's people who followed me back when I was doing more cosplay stuff that are on Instagram. So they'll still like comment or like, like my pictures and videos and stuff because I'll post little snippets from Twitch or for YouTube previews there. Um, but as far as seeing traffic coming from Instagram to Twitch, I don't see that as often. So. So I know that but like both of us, I didn't realize, you know, we talked about, sorry, were, did you have anything? No. More? Sorry. I, you know, my brain wanders, but I, I didn't realize that it was 2013. Like that's how long 
you'd been streaming and then like i think i started like a year after probably. yeah it it was a long yeah. which is kind of one thing when i see people are like i just started streaming i'm affiliate i'm like damn <laughs> well i mean and to be fair like when we got affiliate it only took us what three to six months like if you like think Once about we like, actually started yeah like heads down it. grind down for it yeah it was pretty quick but it's the next step is also i feel like a very far stretch oh yeah and, the the jump from affiliate to partner is kind of ridiculous like yeah and that's not even like the max partner that you can get either that's like the lowest partner like because there's tiers to partnership and that gives you like more emotes and more things like that too so it's just like it feels like a lot once you hit i feel like they have like this thing like once people hit affiliate they then get this like dread over them that they're just like oh and this is it <laughs> yeah whoa like i didn't i didn't think it was going to be that hard to get up there and i kind of see that in twitch favors but i also feel like it doesn't encourage people to like try to go for the next step or like try to keep doing what they like to do because even though you like to do something there is still a part point where it's like wow this is kind of discouraging i i need i'm just going to do this for myself now type thing I kind of look at it as a good way to weed out the people who, if like you, someone who is struggling to want to keep going the grind just as an affiliate, probably would not be having a good time keeping up the grind as a partner. Like it's, it's, I think it's sort of a good, uh, like weeding out phase, like. I don't know. It reminds me like in college, they always, there's always that like one super hard course in the major that's meant to weed out the people who aren't really cut out for it. I don't, I don't know. I don't want to, that seems like really elitist. But, like, maybe, <laughs> maybe, like, maybe just like the ones who not, aren't willing to put it, in the work for it. And then like, it's the they... thing to weed it out so that the people who, once they start doing it, realize like, you know, maybe it's not, worth all this grind that actually goes into it kind of thing it, it gets rid of the people who aren't doing it to do it it, it gets rid of the people like it isn't it's getting rid of the people who are just trying to do it to just become just something to, like make a buck yeah thing. like there's 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 a lot more to it than i mean i think even youtube actually had that kind of goal like when they first had their adsense it was you got adsense but then there was also I don't know if anybody really realized this or if anybody nowadays realizes that there was actually a thing right after you get your AdSense, which was at 100 viewers, which was then at like 2,000 or something subscribers. It was it was basically just another step inside the AdSense in order for you to make a little bit more. That's a lot. It was like preferred partner or something like that. I can't I can't remember because, you know, they've changed it so much since. Yeah, YouTube's but, changed a few times. Like, I, I thankfully, I know that you had to grind to get up to your subscriber count in order to change your name. When yeah, I first, I, was like, I just want to save my channel name. <laughs> when I first started, I was just able to like, I had to have a ver, I had to have a website and then be able to like put in one of those tags, you know, in the header, and then oh, that yeah. verified me. And I, they were like, "Okay, what do you want your name to be, sir?" <laughs> I'm just like, "Okay, I was like, what." I want to do that. Yeah, I missed the time when I guess that was the thing. And they were like, okay, you have to have 100 subscribers. And I was like, oh, um, <laughs> I don't really do a lot of YouTube. This could take a minute. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, 
I, I'm curious, like, because I, I, I'm curious if I should even bring these podcasts over to YouTube, just like because what I was thinking about doing for the podcast, it was just going to have like you know the little voice thing, and I'm like, hmm, is this going to be worth it? But I think it might actually be, especially since like Google Play is switching over to YouTube Music, so it's like, huh, I should oh, get on well, this. Then, yeah, might as well. That brings mm -hmm. us into the next topic. I feel like there should be like some like crazy music that goes like in between like each a, topic, like a bell, <laughs> like a Ching. bell or something. Goes, Next round, fight! No, <laughs> start. So mm -hmm. there's this like I, I'm gonna get into this with a couple other people that I plan on having on the podcast because they're they're generally more creative like. Uh, streamers like that's what they do they don't really stream art or sorry wow they don't really stream games <laughs> they're creative streamers they don't stream art <laughs> oh, what what's art Kappa. <laughs> <laughs> right oh man but so i know that you've done you you do commissions you do stream art but it's not like your primary thing on twitch i'd say that you're more of a gamer on twitch like you're not oh yeah i focus more on my gaming my yeah. art is supplemental Side and, note, I'm totally working on a commission right now. <laughs> <laughs> See, yeah. you can multitask. Me, I'd be like, uh-huh. And you'd be like, well, answer the question. What, wait, and I'd be now? like, hold on, I got to get this line just right. <laughs> oh, I've been doing the same like set of lines right now like five times. <laughs> Glasses I, are hard, guys. <laughs> I can't draw a straight line to save my life. <laughs> I, I've actually been like contemplating just spending the money on an iPad so that way I can get back like more into digital art because I'm having the hardest time using walk like a Wacom tablet to to like do my lines and look at the screen at the same time. See, for me, that's second nature because I've been using one of these since I was like 15. Yeah. So I'm 30 now for those who don't know. So <laughs> I've, I've, I'm used to it. <laughs> what are you talking about? You look 21. It's all good. Right? <laughs> But yeah, I will say um, Jordan, she has an iPad and bought like the, the Clip Studio thing mm -hmm. that we got. Um, and she loves it. That's what she uses for her webcomic is her iPad and like the Clip Studio art thing. And Yeah, it just it looks so, so much easier. <laughs> like, you know, because I when I so like I've had a my walk, my first Wacom tablet was as probably like when you got yours like to be honest it was probably around the same time i just mm -hmm. didn't use it as much because i struggled with the same issue and mm -hmm. i was like well why do i need to do all this work when i can create like photo manipulation stuff very easily with a mouse like it didn't dawn on me that i'd want to actually draw so i was like well i can kind oh. of kind of do stuff with this you know like it <laughs> it didn't really help with what i was like amazing at on photoshop and being the young naive teenager that I was I was like why do I need to put in all this work <laughs> like and I'm done now <laughs> yeah <laughs> like I could do this with a mouse and vector or whatever I don't know there was some stupid reasoning behind it but I so like I, I, I still start with a mouse too on like the Oakaki boards I don't know if those are still up or not but that was that was good times on the what board it was Oakaki it oh, was like is uh, that the one where you could like sketch it was basically like a internet like MS Paint. I think I I think that's I think so. There used to be 
it, where and you could like share it with people right like as soon as you're done it would like yeah save. it was almost like a it was like a forum of just art basically like you'd post yeah. it people could like comment on it yeah so mm-hmm. i actually took i think that if it's the same website i would take those and then literally like redraw them by hand and it actually helped me learn how to draw a lot of different things by hand that makes sense but yeah yeah so it's just like so going to the original topic so so distracted <laughs> what? here. what's a ADD? it's not real um it was a ploy by doctors there's no such thing as add uh people on twitch like there's this like battle and struggle and i know that i've experienced just like watching people well i've experienced it through other people in the sense that i've helped them with their commissions like pricing them and trying to figure out what it should be but i i know that there's this struggle between streamers wanting to get a cheap price in amazing work versus what they're willing to like you know it's always that price how much is this mm-hmm. actually worth and it's like but this looks so simple this looks like all they did was this why do i have to pay 30 dollars? And, and what's funny is you break that down what that takes probably like a couple hours so break it down and you're only getting like 10 bucks or 15 bucks an hour right so yeah that's one thing i think some like people don't realize is with uh like creative art creation things you're paying not only for the final product but for the time they spent on that product plus the experience that they have which presumably is why you contacted that specific artist like hey i like your style that they've presumably worked on and created over however amount of time so i'm like you're paying for that just like you're paying for you know any other sort of specialized service um i think part of what makes it hard now is uh with Streamlabs OBS which is awesome they have a ton of um really good like preset <laughs> um what am I looking for like overlays and things like that that are already mm-hmm. in there so I think that makes it a little bit harder because people aren't looking for those things as much anymore because there's there's a bunch already free to them there's a bunch free on the internet in general just because Twitch is so popular <laughs> yeah twitch has um, definitely risen in popularity yeah so i think that makes it a little bit harder for people to understand or justify spending what some artists should be paying or being be paid i mean that said i'm sure there are people that do charge more than they should like it oh yeah it's anything sure. in the world there's definitely people who undercharge and there's people who overcharge um but i would say i think in general uh art for which is fairly sure. even um, priced across the board and in my opinion the prices are fair that I've seen um, based on those people's like art and portfolio like yeah uh, I, yeah. I feel like with some things like you know because overlays are one thing but then you get into like emojis and mascots and and logos which yeah which is more what I do and that that's that becomes a thing of like well when i when you do a mascot should you charge more along with a logo because i mean in the real world those are ridiculously priced right so they're they're close to like hundreds and hundreds of dollars because it's an identity and 
if you're doing actual branding like that, if you look for that for basically anything outside of streaming and content creation, like for actual legit, I say legit because I mean, not From to like say a, a full-time full, content like a full creator studio. is it legit, but like, yeah, like if you're looking at someone who has a more traditional job, they pay easily a couple hundred dollars for their logo. Yeah, and sometimes and that's, even that's thousand. A good deal. Like, sometimes that's, it's yeah. even thousands, and it's just text, and you're going, "You've spent three thousand on this text." Yeah, I think Whereas, it was Amazon. Like, wait, Amazon just recently re- released like their new like font for devices, and it mm-hmm. costs like over four thousand to make or something like that. What? Like considering you know it's their own employees, but they like did the time yeah. and the hours. Wow, that's a lot. But essentially it was because this font was like supposed to make it mm-hmm. easier to read and not so harsh on the eyes and things like that. They're this. paying for an IO psychologist then for that. Basically. It's basically like the the type the type like the person had to like look at study fonts and then like yeah. go, these are the best ones and then like make their own. But Yeah. I, I think associated to see something like that and, you know, for Amazon or even someone who's like, you know, say someone's getting a logo for like a, a photography business or something, they're easily paying hundreds of dollars for their logo, for their branding. And that's the norm. But then for content creators, it's like, hey, I want this mascot logo. And the average price I've seen for mascots and avatars have been like anywhere from 30 to to $100, like average. There are some that charge more. There are some that charge less. But like for the most part, what I'm seeing, people are like, oh, it's 50 bucks. I'm like, if that was anything else, yeah. <laughs> it would be so much more money. Like for like, logos, for sorry, for logos and mascots, I, I charge like twenty five for logos and fifty for mascots because generally logos are like a text or some type of like something you could print, basically simplistic. Yeah, and a mascot's something that's going to be like your identity for the stream and end up going to be like your emotes or something like that, you know. And emotes are awesome. <laughs> and you know, I, I look at that and I go, okay, I'm gonna charge twenty five dollars for the logo and fifty dollars for mascots. But then I I tell them, look, I'm keeping the rights to these. And that's not to say that I'm gonna charge more for if and when they blow up. It's just the rights is really what you're paying for when you buy a logo and when a mascot. When people buy the normal full price logos, yeah. yeah. It's because that's gonna be plastered all over your font, your business and stuff like that. It's 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 huge, and that that's where things like okay, my name's going to be attached to that for the rest of the time that it lives, and if you blow up, it's going to be like all over the place, you know. And if I you're, think that's sort of part of the reason why it's less common to be expensive with things like this is because of how fluid this business is yeah and how how much it fluctuates so it's i mean i know myself i've done like four or five logo rebrandings which i also did myself because i draw my own and it's obviously much more cost effective for me to do that when i can do it myself versus someone who would have to source it out so i recommend not doing that (laughs) i mean but you, it's your time, so therefore it's still yeah. like you're paying yourself in the sense of you're giving yourself this logo True. or whatever. Yeah, so I mean, <laughs> but yeah, I think that's kind of one of those things that is 
it's difficult because there's it's not like something that you can just put like a flat price on like hey this is always going to be a good price for these because of how much it fluctuates and whatnot but at the same time i think overall the it wouldn't be unheard of i think if the prices went up and i don't i wouldn't consider that as like i don't know what am i looking for a bad thing or a greedy thing by the artist i would look i would see that more as like well it's about time <laughs> yeah Whoa. you would hope that like yeah. the market eventually fixes itself but at the same time you get all these flood of people i think especially right now mm -hmm. since all these like streamers are like i want to make it big like ninja or like dr disrespect yeah. or you know the different streamers out there and it's just like whoa 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 but it's like back up there's there's a lot you gotta do these other steps there's yeah there's and, there's a method to this and everybody wants like these amazing graphics right at the beginning it's like well maybe just settle for something like get get an idea settle for something a little bit less and pay them a little bit less mm -hmm. to have them on your stream you know everyone started somewhere I think some people are just expecting to be instantly right out the door, right off the bat, like, oh, I, I do all this and I have all these amazing things. It's like, you know, you got to you got to grow in every aspect of the word with this. It's, it, it's almost like think of when you start like a new career path and you start entry level like and then you work your way up, you get your experience and you work your way up. There is a system. It's definitely one of those things that everybody like hops into, and they're just like, "Amazing!" No, it's, it's like, fun. It's gonna be easy. It's, it's like it'll be fun. It won't be easy. It's still networking. Like, like networking is everything, and that's like the weirdest thing to understand. When I was growing up, was networking. I just have friends. What are you talking about networking? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, What's... wait, what? Why would I want to talk to people that know? <laughs> This, this but it really is it's i mean and that's like like you said like everything like everything has networking it's it's the way the world works and the twitch world is not immune to that no it is not if so, anything i think it's even more important <laughs> so i think we're gonna end this podcast here thank you for your time but i'm Thanks. going to ask a question and please ask them a question too and we'll get to the closing part but I'm going to ask a question. So uh, listeners, I was about to call you guys viewers. I guess you're not viewing much, but if this eventually goes on YouTube, you'll be viewing. What do you guys, like, what's your experience with video games, bringing people together, bringing you close to someone? Or do you, do you know a story and do you want to share that story with us? Please, you know, catch a, uh, catch me on Twitter. Uh, my handle is Carlin, K-A-R-L-A-N-R-B. That's my handle, the easiest handle. Oh, no. No, don't no. That is correct, <laughs> sir. That is very correct. Uh, <laughs> how dare you, Patrick? Stop trying to steal the show. <laughs> this beautiful timing, babe. <laughs> um, oh man. Okay, so that's my question. Uh, Kaden, do you have a question for so the audience? I get to ask a question for them. Yeah. Um. Let's see. I guess you already asked like the friend question, right? Yep. Um. Hmm. Thinking of questions is hard. For us. I guess. Um. 
for me, maybe as something on like the creative side, like what what's your favorite thing about the creative aspects of content creation? Like whether or not it's learning how to do things yourself or just like seeing all the different um, art styles and things that come with overlays and emotes and logos and all of that. And then, yeah, so y'all can either send that to Car or you can send it. I've got my Twitter as well, uh, which is Caden Vieira. So it's C-A-Y-D-E-N-V-I-E-R-R-A on all the social medias. Also, guys, we do have an Instagram. It's Unconventional Geek. You can leave your response on the latest post or on or just direct message. Also, big news, we are now on all your favorite or just about all your favorite uh, podcasts, streaming sites. So we are even on Apple Music. We are on Google Play. We are on Spotify, Pocket, whatever, all all those different <laughs> Oh, Stitch, you know, like... I really hope it's called Pocket Whatever. <laughs> I think it's just called Pocket. But all of those, and if we're not, and if you want to request a specific streaming one, you can go to anchor.fm slash unconventionalgeek. And then they have like a little section where you can... First of all, you can listen to our podcast there, or my podcast there, The Unconventional Geek, and hear this wonderful podcast that you're listening to now maybe you want to listen to it again but you can listen to you can go on there and request different ones you know they 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 have this lovely feature where you can request uh new medias for it to be put on to i use oh that's cool yeah i use anchor.fm because it's it was very easy for me to start this podcast i uploaded it there and then i said submit to everywhere else (laughs) like spotify yeah (laughs) yeah so thank you guys for joining in and this has been a lovely episode on unconventional geek gg